there is change and transition that you can then control. When I think about that, I think about the change I wanted to see in venture capital and the investing ecosystem. I wasn't seeing as many faces writing the checks and influencing decision and behavior the way I wanted to. I envisioned the future. It was only five years ahead. And in that five years, I thought so much can change if I just dare to keep going in in my idea here. This is Leaving Well, where we unearth and explore the realities of leaving a job, role, project, or title with intention and purpose, and when possible, joy. I'm Naomi Hadaway, your host. I will bring you experiences and lessons learned about necessary endings in the workplace with nuanced takes from guests on topics such as grief, confidence, leadership, and career development. Braided throughout will be solo episodes sharing my best practices and leaving well framework. Expect to be inspired, challenged, and reminded that you too can embed and embody the art and practice of leaving well as you seek to leave your imprint in this world. Arlen Hamilton is the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, has raised more than $30 million, and has invested in over 200 companies led by people of color, women, and or folks from the LGBTQ community. Arlen, how would you describe your relationship with change and transition? Uh, Intimate. (laughs) Change and transition happens so often in my life that it's the new norm. I guess. And I've become very adaptable to it. Doesn't mean that sometimes it, you know, doesn't rock me. um, But I've just become adapted, adaptable to it. In fact, there was a study that was created that was about um, adaptability quotient. You know, you have IQ and, and EQ, and then there was AQ and that study used me as an example to make its point <laughs> because of all the things that are thrown my way personally, but mostly through my companies, Backstage Capital, Higher Runner, et cetera, the different initiatives and and movements in, in some ways that, that I've been able to be a part of. Yeah. So that's a really interesting point when you think about change and transition as something that it sounds like sometimes you're the one, maybe not in control of, or, or, um, oh, I don't know, at the at the helm of. You're the one that is reacting and responding to market mm-hmm. to what the the world needs. So, does that change at all how you advise the folks that you work with around change and transition? Yeah, of course. Being able to withstand all of that is what sets people apart. It's I did an interview with Mark Cuban right as COVID was hitting. And so this interview was live in front of several hundred, I believe, entrepreneurs who were scared. And he and I were scared. And the first thing we started talking about, and you can still find that on YouTube, actually. The first thing we we started talking about was like that we're both human he and I I was surprised by what he said. I, I was surprised that he was scared because he has billions of dollars. I would think he would be like, oh, I'm secure in my in my castle. 
Um, even though I know him to be a very grounded uh, individual and caring individual, I would think that he would not be as scared as he said he was. But he also said, this is the moment that leaders are made. This is the moment where you can, you can, if you choose to rise to the occasion um, and if you're able to. So when I'm speaking to entrepreneurs, whether it's directly or through my books or other means, I'm always trying to give them that, those breadcrumbs of like, this is, this is not only how I got here was through change and being able to kind of withstand that, but it's not going to stop. It still happens. It's the thing. It's like, you never get to a point where you're like, oh, I've made it. I've so quote unquote made it. And therefore I no longer have to worry about change coming at me. Now you think you alluded to though, there is change and transition that you can then control. And that becomes really interesting too. And I think when I think about that, I think about the change I wanted to see in venture capital and the investing ecosystem for startups a decade ago. I wasn't seeing as many faces writing the checks and influencing decision and behavior the way I wanted to, I mean, to say the least. And although there were some there who led the way and and laid the foundation, it was very quiet. It was a very quiet movement, if at all. I envisioned the future. And this, in this case, it was only five years ahead. I only looked five years ahead. And in that five years, I thought so much can change if I just dare to keep going in, in my idea here. And you look back a decade, not only did things change so much in five years, but they've changed even more so in 10. And what's going to happen in another decade when we look back at, at the, what, at the tentacles of what this, what this was. And that gives me hope for the people and the entrepreneurs I speak with and the leaders and the career professionals that I speak with is like, can you imagine what the world will look like five years and 10 years from now if you do the thing? Yeah. So you talked a little bit about some things, some themes, fear and courage, and then also immunity. Mm-hmm. I think you were talking about Mark Cuban thinking, oh, he's not immune to being scared. He's not immune to having fear that that kind of weaves through his work. What do you think is the relationship between fear and courage and change are they do they all have to go hand in hand or can you kind of broach one and then master a little bit more of the other fear encouraging change yeah i think you they all go hand in hand it's varying degrees something some change isn't that scary some change is just exciting but if you're able to identify fear identify it that's a big deal. And then if you're able to identify it, then you can sort of, it, it, you can have control of it rather than it having control of you. Yeah. It reminds me of Jesse Williams. He, ever, he had that, he won a Webby award, I guess. And I think when you win a Webby award, I should know because I'm on the, on the judging panel. So I should know this, but I think when you win a Webby award, you only get a few, like a few words to say, like five, maybe it's four words or three words or whatever. And his was, Maybe it's five words. His was scared. Okay. Do it scared. Five words. Yeah. That sums it up. And that was so, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. I thought that was so clever for him to do that. Yeah. So on the topic of leaving 
and change and transition. Is there a recent experience or a moment that comes to mind for yourself about when you needed to leave something? Yes, I needed to leave the idea and vision that I had for myself prior to it. Meaning, and I think this is where a lot of our work would overlap, is I have been working on Backstage Capital for a decade. And as I said before, it is a movement. There are a lot of moving parts and there are a lot of people affected. And in the past, when I have tried to step away to have even do a sabbatical or just step away to change where people are in the in the organization so I can have a little less on my plate, I have received absolutely public messages, but then private messages from people you would not believe saying, don't go, you know, don't, you can't leave. And then COVID hits and then things happen where it's like, I actually can't, if I want the company to keep going and thriving, I actually can't step away in any capacity. And so I had sort of wrestled with the idea or wrestled with the under the challenge of, am I who I am if I don't have this title or this responsibility or this figureheadness of what I'm doing and not necessarily for me, but am I, is that going to disappoint too many people that I can, that I can stand? And then something, a beautiful thing happened and I turned 40 and almost three years ago (laughs) and I stopped caring as much about (laughs) that. And I started thinking, and then we went through COVID and it just kind of gives you once you're in it and past a little bit of it, it gives you so much clarity. So many people pe- perished. And I know we all know that, but do we know that? Do we think about that enough? So many people lost their lives at all ages beyond COVID. Like there's all kinds of people who leave us. And it start, it really, the, the older you get, the more you think through, like, what do I want my life to be, look like rather than what should I do? And it's not necessarily people pleasing or um, vanity. It's really like you don't want to disappoint a lot of times. But I, in the last year, made very distinct decisions about what I want my life to look like and what that looks like. And so I have, I have put people in place that make my day-to-day less crazy (laughs) and makes the stability of backstage and runner my hirerunner.co my my company my other company makes the stability of those things that do affect so many people rock solid enough where if I then can if I then decide okay now I want to do this other thing or now I want to just spend 50% of my time here I can do that And that was like, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to kind of plan for it, but that's been really freeing. And it was like, I had to walk away from what you think your life is going to be. Yeah. And that, that touches on so much about legacy and not only just, I think the legacy that we want to build for ourselves, but the legacy that we're inspiring um, and, and, and empowering and enabling for others. I recently saw Kobe Bryant's wife, the late Kobe Bryant's wife talk about his own legacy. And there was a, she had asked him at one point, why do you play? 
when you're injured? And he said, because there might be one person that saved up to see me play. And I think about you and your work so often. It's the same, it's the same kind of energy that you're putting out into the world. What about the one? Yeah. No. Yeah. 100%. It's why, it's why I uh, even leave room for the question of, you know, staying and, but the good thing about it is that I can do my work and I can affect people in a way that is just more aligned with what I want in this chapter of my life. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, that something similar to that is when people often come up to me, if I'm in certain circles, right? Most places, nobody knows who I am, but if I'm in certain circles, people will come up to me or they'll drive in to see me if I'm speaking somewhere and, or they'll see me at the airport or on an airplane or something like that. And I have made it a very distinct decision to, as long as I can help it, uh, help them not regret their decision to say hi to me or to drive to see me or to fly to see me. And that can just be in a few seconds of how I react to them. That to me, that's legacy one one person at a time. And I do that. It doesn't have to be in person. It can be online. It can be in it can be in group settings. It can be one-on-one, but I just, I don't want the person to regret putting themselves out there to say hi or to, to, to do the thing or spend the money or, yeah. And I, I got that from a few people, but I got that really growing up in the, in the live music business, starting to go to concerts at 13 and then, and then working in, in concerts for a living starting in 21 at 21 and doing that for a decade before I started backstage. And I would just see how different artists treated their fans and how different artists treated their friends and their and the people that worked at the local venue and all the, the stakeholders. Because we're all st- like the people in the audience are stakeholders to what's happening on stage. I think Taylor Swift is a fantastic example of that. So I, I watched what I liked about things what I didn't like about things and then I've also just experienced going up to somebody I mean as recently as this year like going up to somebody and excited to see them and they're just like they just don't have time for you and it's like I know people have a bad day and I don't try to just put oh that's who they are but it does it does have an effect on you yeah you know so I like to uh, just spread a little bit of light in that in that way i love that especially when so much of someone's work is on the behalf of stakeholders then to mm-hmm. not have that rea- that response when stakeholders come up and say i really appreciate you right. or whatever yeah that's right yeah, powerful. that's right it's not like it's not like there's some one person on a pedestal it's like i really do think of it like that i think it's yeah. like it's it's just like i think of investing i think of okay this company has 100% of a cap table and these different people are investors and they're the, the founders, they're the employees, they're the customers. They're all yeah. part of this. They're all, they all affect the life of this company. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of founders and investors, um, this might be investor speak, your answer, or it might be more nuanced to the broader group of creators and entrepreneurs. But what would be your advice to those listening on knowing when to pivot and when to leave? So that could be an investment. It could be something that they founded a company, it could be a project, volunteerism, anything. I'd love your answer. Yeah, I think it's not an answer I give cannot convince somebody overnight to do this, but I do think that planting the seed 
of that mindset shift of in general, learn before 40, learn before I did, or if you're past 40, start learning today, right? The whole tree planting thing. Either 20 years ago was the best time to plant a tree or today. And that mindset shift of, well, depending on what you believe, and I believe you have this one time in this body to do the thing, to, to live the life. And I was looking at uh, a photograph. I was looking at, was it a photograph? I think it was a photograph. And it was, it was five years ago. And my wife and I were looking at this and we were like, that was five years ago. It seemed like it was maybe six to 12 months ago, if that. And life just passes you by. It just goes by so fast. And we all grew up hearing that. We all grew up hearing older people say that. And we didn't pay How were the older people? How were the older people? And guess what? One day we'll be the ancestors. Yeah. I don't know if you know uh, Jaya John's work, but he has a quote that says, we are ancestors today in what we create. Mm. It's so powerful. Yeah. What would you say that we risk when we miss the opportunity to quit or when we wait too long to make a decision? Is there such a thing as waiting too long? Yes, there is. And I, I, it just reminded me, there's a woman who wrote a book about this whole topic a couple of years ago, and I can't think of her name at all or the book at all, <laughs> but it was all about the permission to quit. Mm. It was a couple of years ago. And I remember listening to a podcast that she did and it was just so freeing. It probably subconsciously had a, a, something to do with my, my mindset shift uh, too. Yeah. It, it's, there can be a too late. That's the point. It can be a too late. Again, though, there's always hope. There's always, I'm all, I can't help but be optimistic even in a, in a cold, hard world. So there's always hope. So maybe you did miss a certain opportunity, some certain boat, but maybe that there's a, there's another ship that will come in. But I think now in this moment, if you haven't been already, now is the time to start thinking about it. Start thinking about what you really want out of your life, what you really want to spend your hours doing on a day-to-day basis. Some things are not in our control or within our control. And many things that we don't even think are, are. This, this might be a short answer. You might just say no, but is there anything that you have to say about change or transition that people might be shocked or surprised to hear? You're pretty transparent with what you have to say. (laughs) I mean, it's not shocking, but just remember for the most part, most people listening to this, you're grown. Just remember that just you're grown. You get to, you know, they, if you have any children, they say, why? You say, cause I'm grown and you can do the same thing for other adults. <laughs> why? Yeah. I, I think people have, some people have a really interesting view of other people's time or what you should be doing or all of those things, or, oh, you can't step down or you can't change jobs or you can't uh, leave your job to start a company or you can't leave your company to go back to corporate. That's like so taboo. Like you're selling out in some way. If that's what you want to do, do you. Maybe it would be shocking to hear that I am not someone who believes that everybody should have a company and be a founder, even though I've invested in 200 companies and deal with companies day to day. It's because of that, that I believe that there are so many people who are responsible for making companies what they are. And they are employee two through a thousand plus. 
And so whether you are in corporate your whole life or you're, you went and dabbled and came back, none of that should, I, I don't think should be judged. So you're ready for your Webby Awards because you're five, you do you, you're grown. <laughs> That's it. You do you, you're grown. That's t-shirt. That's it. Don't let me forget. That's, That's the Don't next let me t-shirt. Forget. <laughs> Don't let me forget. I'm so serious. I won't. I love forget. it. It's perfect. So as we wrap up, Arlen, what, what would you say that leaving well, the concept of that, what does it mean to you? Leaving on your terms, leaving in your own time, leaving for what the next chapter of your life is, even if the pages are blank. I love that. Thank you so much. We'll have all of the the ways to connect with you and the things that you're putting out into the world in the show notes with links for everyone. I appreciate you. Sounds awesome. Thank you. Thank you. To learn more about leaving well and how you can implement and embed the framework and culture in your own life and workplace, visit NaomiHadaway.com. It's time for each of us to look ourselves in the mirror and finally admit we are playing a powerful role in the system. We can either exist outside of our power or choose to decide to shift culture and to create transformation. Until next time, I'm your host, Naomi Hathaway, and you've been listening to Leaving Well, a navigation guide for workplace transitions.